the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone, on this absolutely delicious, wonderful day. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Iron Real Estate. And, of course, we're the only talk radio show that talks about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is just about everything. We have a great show for you today. You're not going to want to miss it. We have two special guests this week. They are the biggest pros of real estate. Joining us during the first hour, we'll be joined by Alfred Renner, Senior Managing Director of Sales, who will discuss the latest in New York City market. Um, he is an expert, and he'll talk to the city and some of the tri-state. And during the second hour, we'll be joined by Paul Brennan, who is the Regional Manager of Douglas Elliman. Paul will discuss with us the Hamptons market, North Fork, and Long Island. And, of course, the second home market, which is really picking up these days. We'll also look at the housing market forecast. You know, what are, what are we what are we seeing? What are we seeing going down the road? This talks about recession. This talks about slowing of the economy, slowing of housing. So we'll want to get everyone's read on that. And, of course, if you have any questions along the way, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And if we can't get you on the air, we'll try to answer your questions. Just email us. Of course, I always want to introduce my co-host for the first hour um, and my friend and kind of the king of financing, Ace Lawrence, and he is um, a big shot at Citizens Bank. I've watched him grow. Actually, I hired him from uh, one of the big banks. It took me two years to get him, but I finally got him, and he has just not stopped. He's unbelievable. So he'll be with me the first hour of the show. Of course, Iron Real Estate is sponsored by Citizens Bank, the place to go for a mortgage or just get a mortgage or just get information. And remember, information is power. So I advise anybody who is either in the market for real estate or looking for real estate or mortgage information to get that information ahead of time. You can call them at 800-922-9999 or check out their website at citizensbank.com. That's citizensbank.com. I must tell you that Citizens Bank 
has the name Citizens because that's why the bank was founded, to help citizens, regular people like you and me, not just big corporations. Last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. You can easily find out more information at citizensbank.com or just call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will take your call whenever it's convenient. And, of course, you can listen to us live on AM 970 or go to the iTunes store and search Iron Real Estate. Or follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn under Dottie Herman. And I hope that you'll sign up for my monthly newsletters at www.dottieherman.com. I assure you they're very informative and free. www.dottieherman.com. And, of course, if you want to listen to any past shows, search on Iron Real Estate and you'll get them. Or you can go to my website. In the beginning of every show, before I really get started with our topics, and we have some pretty, pretty big topics today to talk about, um, I'd like to bring you up on what's most current, like the things that are happening that happened this week, the news that made this week or week and a half. So, number one, jobless claims climbed to the year's peak. 251,000 Americans filed for unemployment. Okay, despite the uptick in jobless claims, unemployment remains at low levels. So I'm not sure why that is because people are putting unemployment claims in, um, but we have a great job market. There's plenty of jobs. So maybe the pandemic had something to do with maybe people don't want to be back at the jobs they were. I'm not really sure. Um, I'm going to talk to Ace about that. We'll get into that in a minute. Ace, mortgage rates got higher for the second week in a row as more economic signs of impending recession, which I don't like that word, and I'm not, okay, as the central bank raised interest rates. So what's going on with that? The 30-year fixed average is, what, 5.5 now? Hi, Dottie. Good morning, everyone. Uh, The rate right now, Dottie, is currently at 5.75. Uh, depending on the credit. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. And uh, the Federal Reserve, they're meeting at the end of this month, uh, literally next week. It uh, seems like they're going to raise it another 75 basis points to sort of get inflation under control, uh, which there are positive signs that we are um, getting it under control, Dottie. So that's that's positive. Uh, the one thing that we're, that we're hoping for is that rates don't go higher than 6%. But again, we'll never know until until we see how things play out towards the latter part of the year. But right now, it seems as if rates are hovering right around that 5.75 mark, Dottie. So not too bad. You know, it, 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 well, it listen, came down a little bit. Said, it's bad if you were looking for a mortgage when it was 25 or 2 point something percent. That's right. Then it That's seems right. like, oh, my God, this is so high. But like I say every week, and like you say, I, I I bought my house when it was like 15%, and they had gone up to 19 or 18% that year, and I was glad to get an 11% adjustable mortgage. So if you take mortgage rates historically and you look at where they are now, they're, they're really kind of in the middle or even in the middle low. I mean, it's just coming from where it was. It seems like a big hike. By the way, I was just reading that the European Central Bank in Europe raised interest rates also 
um, because they have the same problems that we do. We talked about last week rents going up to 5000 in New York City last week. We talked about that, and that was an average rent. And just to give you an example, this year, if you spent $5,000 on rent in Manhattan, you would probably get a cute little tiny 450-square-foot apartment in, in New York City. In 2021, $5,000 got you 1,272-square-foot loft. So things have gone up so quickly in Say such a quick Bobby. amount of time. It's really hard to keep. It's really hard to keep track of it. But the good news: home equity hit a record of twenty-seven point eight trillion dollars. Americans have never had more equity. And curious, I mean, I you know maybe you have some ideas. Um, you have equity in your house. What are you doing with it? Are you sitting on it? Are you just going to just let it stay there? Are you planning to do something with it? Are you planning? I mean, what are some of the options people have? I mean, people have so much equity, and I sometimes think, well, gee, that's great if you're kind of older and you want to pay your house off and you don't want to have any more debt. But if you if you have equity and you have, you know, you're working and things of that nature. Sometimes it's smart to do something. I mean, again, I always say don't uh, gamble it in Vegas. But what are some of the things that you can do with that equity, Ace? I think, Dottie, a lot of people are tapping into their equity, right? Um, now, look, for folks that locked in and refinanced rates of 2.75%, 3%, they may be a little bit more hesitant to refinance and cash out. But what they can do is, take a home equity line of credit where you're not affecting your first mortgage where you have an amazing rate, but you're still able to have a line of credit and tap into that equity. And, and that's becoming such a huge and popular product in today's marketplace just because, you know, having a, a line of credit for an investment opportunity to buy another home, another second home, or another um, sort of um, property that you, that you can possibly Airbnb out. Uh, it's definitely a popular product right now, Dottie, where folks don't want to touch the first mortgage. You have a good rate. It's an amazing rate, 2.753%, but you still, to your point, want to tap into some of that equity and appreciation that you've gotten within the last two to three years, and most folks are opting for the home equity line of credit. So you don't have to affect your first right. mortgage, and you're just tapping into your equity that way. So it's, it's a great tool, Dottie, for folks. And let me tell you some advantages. Besides yeah. that you might want to use that for your kids' education or, or home improvements, I, you know, the housing market's cooling. It's not bad. It's healthy still, but it's cooling. And my guess, and I'm just guessing on this, is that after the fall, you're going to start to see, you know, people come down in prices and have some better deals. And if you run into a good deal, if you have everything set, if you have a line of equity in place, you don't have to start from the very beginning, and then you'll probably lose the bid because good deals don't last. So it's, it's nice to have that money aside. If an opportunity comes up or something that you didn't expect, that it's there. And if you never use it, you don't use it. But it's always nice to have it. Uh, now, Ace. 
I'm reading all these papers, and at, like every Friday or Thursday, I I just get like 20 different papers, and I kind of read whatever's going on and whatever they're saying, and everyone's saying something a little bit different. Um, so some people say we're 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 looking at a recession, maybe a mild one, but some kind of recession. Um, some people are saying that we have stagflation, which is really a period of sluggish economic growth with high inflation and unemployment um, and unemployment jobless claims. And we don't, we have a lot of claims, but as far as the job market, it looks good. I'm not sure whether people just don't want to work anymore or maybe the pandemic has made them rethink what they're doing and maybe they find they don't want to do exactly what they did. I think the pandemic changed a lot of people, um, certainly changed the job market. Uh, so, and you know that in New York City, in ACE, you know, you're there all the time, you live there. Um, summertime is usually slower, and summertime slowed uh, the Manhattan luxury sales last week. The most expensive field last week was $14.5 million, which is no, uh, that's a big number, um, and that was a condo. Um, there were 16 contracts, and they included 10 co-ops, uh, six co-ops and 10 condos, and it was a total volume of $99 million, which is great. But that was the lowest amount of contracts in a week for the year. Now, again, you can't tell by a week, so I'm just not giving you that in stone. But we think things are kind of getting to a kind of uh, my feeling. Things are getting a little bit more normalized. What are you thinking? Yeah, you know, so many people use the word correction, right, Dottie? And, and one thing that I want our listeners to keep in mind is that a, a, a an appreciation value of 12 to 13 to 14% year after year is not normal. Uh, so it's more of a normalization that we're seeing probably probably going forward 5 to 6 to maybe 7% increases per year, which is usually the norm for real estate. So, I, you know, I don't think there's a correction coming into the marketplace. I think there's a normalization. And look, inventory is still an issue, um, especially in Manhattan and even in Queens and um, Long Island, things of that nature. So we're going to continue to see appreciation values, maybe just not as aggressive as we saw during the pandemic because there was such, so much pent up demand. But look, you know, I, I think folks aren't really ready to put their properties out in the marketplace because of um, the increases in home prices and things that things of that nature. So I think we're going to continue to see a very, very um, healthy market in terms of real estate. And, and look, you know, with rents being at an all-time high, Dottie, it, it makes owning a property that much more valuable too. Uh, so I think I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, what happens towards How the latter part of the out. And Especially next year, Dottie, when I do believe that rates are going to go back down because once we have inflation under control, then, then the government, uh, their responsibility to, to really raise rates and things of that nature um, to bring down inflation goes away, right? So when that happens, I think the rates will come back down, which will then stimulate um, for some time buyers again. So I, I think we're, we're, we're going to see a very, very healthy market uh, within the next, I would say, year to two years. But, you know, I, I want our listeners to remember this, the next 12 months right now, Right. While we still have this inflation issue, while we still have a supply chain issue, while there's still a war going on between 
um, you know, Ukraine and, and, and things of that nature. This is the perfect time to actually, if you're on the sidelines for the last two to three to four years, this is actually an opportune time to really test out the market and see what you can get, Dottie, because we're gonna we're gonna look back at this time and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna probably regret not even at least trying to get some really good really good deals, right? Because uh, there's there's some deals being made right now, even in the high end. I just saw a listing that was up for sale for six point five. They dropped it to five million, Dottie, so one and a half million drop just because they needed to sell. There's there's some really really good deals out there right now. So right, but remember, if you if you want to get into the uh, the, the game, it's work. You got to get out there. You have to know what's going on. A lot on. of work. A lot of work. Out okay, yep, it's that's work. Right. Okay, and you know what makes it a little bit easier is you can go and you can look at the open houses and you can look at, you know, everything is on the internet. You can find out what sold, where it sold, how long it took to sell, but it's work. But I'm telling you, I don't know anybody. You know, I I think that what people made in houses. And, and their equity in houses and what they, I don't think most salaries, like, I mean, are even close to what you could make. Again, the only danger of buying, and remember, so I urge you, don't buy just to buy. You have to want to buy or you have to want to buy an investment. But if you feel that maybe you're not going to have, maybe your job is not secure or, you know, you have some financial issues, don't put yourself more in debt. Make sure you speak to someone as citizens. Go through everything. And then, you know what I tell people? It's all how, also how you want to live. You know, I mean, some people, as I say, some people say, you know what? For this house, I'm going to give up going out to dinner once a week, and I'm going to, you know, buy less clothes and this and that. And others say, no, I don't want to do that. So, you know, it's not only, I think you say it always ace. It's not what you can only afford. It's what you're comfortable. You know, in other words, instead of saying, what what can I afford? What number am I comfortable with spending a month? And remember, when you have right. a house, there's always going to be repairs or something you didn't anticipate. And and then make then see if you can get a mortgage at that number. But that's really the best way to do it, okay, um, because... I mean, Dottie, I've been saying it for years, right? It's price versus payment. Uh, most folks focus so much on the price. Um, I tend to always focus our clients and, and the folks that I sit down with. It's really about your payment, right? Um, it's, it's not really about the price. So I, I think folks in this marketplace, especially when they're paying such astronomical rents, everybody should look at their affordability and really compare. You know, as, as you're going into the marketplace and you're paying these high rents, Look at how much you can afford per month and sit down with a loan officer and see how much you can qualify for. You'll be surprised paying that $5,000 all-time high rent. Um, that can afford you a pretty big, um, you know, loan amount from the bank. So, you know, don't, don't, don't be scared. You know, just, you know, knowledge is, is key. Knowledge is power. And, and just sit down with a loan officer and really figure out, you know, if I'm paying 5000 worth of rent, how much can I buy? Right. So. Yeah, like you say, if you sit down with people as citizens, they'll give you a good idea of what you can afford, what you're comfortable with, and if you don't have 20%, okay, if you don't have a 20% down payment, there are many different ways that you can buy something without putting 20% down. Maybe one show will dedicate to that, I think. But, but until then, 
just remember, you don't have to have 20% down. Talk to the people at, uh, we'll talk to Ace and the people at Citizens, and you'll find out many options. We have a break, and we're going to come back with some good and bad news. And Here's football legend Howie Long for Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. The world has gone hands-free, using the phone, turning on your lights, heck, even driving. However, if you want to put on a pair of sneakers, you still need to bend down and help your feet in. Until now. Introducing Skechers hands-free slip-in footwear. Let me tell you, these things are amazing. You don't need to lace up, and they're even better than your standard slip-on sneakers. This is next-level slip-in technology, where you don't need to reach down and help your heel in. You just step in, and off you go. It's that easy. So what's the secret? There's a special smooth comfort pillow in the heel that helps your foot slide into place and also keeps your feet secure in heavenly comfort, which means they stay on just like a pair of laced-up sneakers. And you can even slip into them while you're sitting down. Make your life easier and go hands-free with Skechers' new hands-free slip-in footwear. You'll never have to struggle putting on your shoes again. Get hands-free slip-ins for the whole family at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Here at the Almond Joy Factory, where tropical vibes abound, we use soft, fresh-tasting coconut. The crunchiest almonds and delicious chocolate candy. Ah, but do you know what our most important ingredient is? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy's got nuts and something even way better than that. Yes, Almond Joy is made with almonds and joy. 
tune in to the Papa Report with John Papa. We have a, a saying on our whiteboard, educate and empower people so that they can make better decisions with their hard-earned money. And we live by that strategy. Securing your financial future. What is the purpose of your retirement plan? We want to find out, is it to go travel? Is it to go see the grandkids? Tune in to the Papa Report, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Right here on AM 970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Of course, we're back, and I just want to give I want to give you a little news, and I, it's kind of sad for me. I'm sure it's sad for a lot of us, but um, the Central Park Boathouse, which is in Central Park, it's an iconic pavilion, one of Manhattan's most famed tourist sites. And you can eat there, you can have a drink there, and you're in the middle of Central Park, and the boats are, you're by the water, the boats are are riding. Well, unfortunately, they're closing their doors um, in October. Um, They say it's because of rising costs and labor. Um, So if you haven't gone there, you really should take a day when it's nice out and go to Central Park and go visit the boathouse. It's wonderful. And if you've been there like me a million times, make sure you take advantage of it uh, this summer because, as I said, unfortunately it will not be here after October, and I'm very sad to have to give you that news. Um, That is so sad, Dottie. Isn't that sad? I mean, that's iconic. And I can't tell you how many times I just sat and had a drink there or had some lunch. And, you know, the views and the people voting and Central Park itself is gorgeous. Just very sad. I also want to take two minutes because I I feel badly for the people of Staten Island. I haven't really spent a lot of time on giving you information. And Staten Island isn't like the rest of New York City, but its housing market is. So it might be different, but it, it's pretty consistent with everything else in sales in, in, in you know, the tri-state. Fewer but faster sales, vanishing inventory, and still prices are rising. There's depleted inventory. The new listings on, in Staten Island fell over 15% this month. And um, affordability has been the principal victim over the last two years, and it's still a large problem particularly for those who are trying to enter the market. Prices in Staten Island homes continue to rise in June, and the medium sales price is up 13.2% uh, from a year ago to 6885 And so, um, like everything else, price dictates. Now, talking about price, um, I, you know, I, I believe that um, Alfred Renner, who runs our, you know, Manhattan, is going to come up. And I had a question for both of you. Um, I took out two of what I consider big headlines. And it, one of them says, and I think this is, let's see, I think this is from the Post. It says, Freezy Street, high prices, high rates are signs of a housing slowdown. It says, um, existing home sales. Compared to last June, down 14.2. And the average selling price compared to last June is up 13.4, which is kind of a, you know, actually kind of 
prices are staying high, but we're slowing down. And then the other one was from, let's see, what people is this from? Oh, I'll catch you in a second. I don't remember. But it says housing headed to the cellar. Okay, the U.S. housing market could be on the verge of a meltdown, an economist warned following this week's release of data showing a collapse in home builders' confidence in July. And it says uh, that mortgage rates have compounded difficulties for would-be buyers who have to balance long-term loan commitments against exorbitantly high prices that surged during COVID. So... When you read the papers, you know, it's very confusing. And I've had people say, should I buy now? Should I wait? Should I wait till things fall down, till prices fall down? And I think Ace and I have said this a million times. You can't time the market perfectly. When you're ready to buy to find the house that you love or the home that you love, go for it. And who knows? Mortgage rates could be higher. But what do you think about those things? What, what, you know, what is your prediction on 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 where the the home homes are going? I think it really depends on which marketplace, right? Austin, there's just so much going on in Texas right now, Dottie, that I think for the next seven to ten years, uh, with all the companies um, transferring there and uh, Tesla putting their headquarters there, there's there's going to be such such a robust um, sort of uh, folks, uh, a, a robust of uh, just transporters just going there um, by the thousands per day. Uh, so that, that, that's a marketplace that I think will be a very, very attractive marketplace for years to come. In New York, I do think you have to remember, Dottie, we don't have any foreign buyers coming to our marketplace yet because of COVID. Not right? yet. So, you, not yet. That's why. So, so just because people are saying, oh, high prices, high rents, you know, and high interest rates, doesn't mean that there may be a slowdown in the marketplace. I mean, it, that's why that's why it's going to be very interesting what we see next year when rates come back down. I, I, I do think that it's going to be a very robust marketplace. Now, look, it, is it going to slow down comparative to right after the pandemic? I think with all things that come up so quickly, must come down a little bit and, and sort of normalize. But I think we're. I think it's too early to say, and and it's too early for these sort of. Uh, I don't even know who's writing these papers, Dottie, <laughs> with all the, with all this negativity. But I do think. Well, well Ace, what sells yeah, papers? Go ahead, Dottie. <laughs> negativity. Okay, everything that's sunny and happy and good does not sell papers. That's right. Nor does it make yeah, the news. Yeah, they don't make it to the news, Dottie. Right. So. So you're never going to read, the sun is shining, the world is wonderful, everyone is happy, everyone is getting along, and things are just great. Okay? <laughs> They'll have no readers. So unfortunately, um, the papers tend to focus on more negative things. But remember, these are reporters. These are reporters. They're not there like Ace and myself. We're there in the street. We, we're there in the market. We don't sit in some ivory tower desk and get reports from people that work for us. Um, so we know what's going on. Reporters get their information from whoever they get it, and sometimes it's not common because by the time things are recorded, it's a couple of months. So I would say no one knows yet, but everyone needs to buy houses. And I think that what we had during the pandemic was kind of, you know, a life. I mean, it was a phenomenon that really 
doesn't happen. I mean, it just went crazy. People were paying any price, and that was all because of their fear of COVID. I think a lot of it had to do, I mean, that's my opinion. I got to give you my opinion. My opinion, because I was out here in the Hamptons, and in 21, everyone just tried to get out of the city because we got hit the hardest, and we were hit first in New York City. And, of course, with the density in New York City, people were afraid. So people just ran, whether they went to Westchester, wherever they went, Florida, okay? But after a while, you know, Ace, just like you, and I think I feel the same way, I went to Florida for a couple of months. There was nothing going on in New York City. But at the same token, if you're a New Yorker, there's still nothing like New York City. And I really believe that. However, looking at some of the states that are, like you said, Texas, and I know I read, I just read a, a, long, a big article on um, that Miami is trying to come, become the new New York. Um, I don't think that will happen, although they really have come a long way. What What do you think goes, is going on in Texas and Miami that's attracting so many people there? I think I, I think it's just you know the um, the people, right? There's a lot of tech companies that are that are actually doing their startups in Miami, becoming the, the tech hub. And I think because Miami, there's it's it's so transient within New York as well. So many people have second homes there, or they're actually because of the tax incentives. A lot of people are making their primary, and they're coming back to New York uh, temporarily, right? So I, I think there's been a shift in sort of ethos and mentality, especially work, working from home. People want a little bit more of quality of life, and in Texas, it's, it's big, dotty, it's flat, right? There's a lot of land, a lot of space to develop, and there's a there's a tremendous, tremendous um, sort of momentum going on there, not only in Austin but in Dallas as well. So there's, there's still some tremendous growth opportunities um, out there as well. Miami, as you know, there's West Palm, there's Boca. I mean, there's even, you know, Jacksonville, so Tampa. There's just so many different uh, places that people can relocate. And, uh, and and you're seeing a migration there already. And, and I think if New York doesn't do something about their sort of um, state and income local tax deductions where, where there's more of a benefit for folks to come and, and have property in New York, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, Dottie. But look, I, I do, I do, do want to emphasize that there is no place like New York City, or New York for that yeah, matter. And I think it's going to continue to be one of those. Thought. Yeah, hold that thought because I really want to continue talking about that. I think that's so important about what New York has to do. Um, we're going to be back talking about places to live: New York, Florida, Dallas. Um, we'll be right back. Quick commercial break. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 6 
60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Imagine you're relaxing on the sky deck of a beautiful yacht as it cruises through New York Harbor. The iconic skyline creates a picturesque backdrop as you sip a delicious summer cocktail with your feet up, taking in the sun and scenic views, finding refuge from traffic that plagues the tri-state area. On board, a tranquil cruise. Sounds like an impossible dream, right? Well, all of this can be your reality on board the Atlantis with New York Cruises. Fully insured and Coast Guard certified, this three-deck yacht is fantastic. Family-owned and operated with over 40 years of boat building and marine experience, Captain Fred and the Atlantis will make any event a great time. Comfort, luxury, attention to detail is what the Atlantis and New York cruises are all about. Experience the sophistication of cruising around Manhattan in style on your wedding day, birthday, anniversary, corporate event, or you know what? For no occasion at all. Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello, anyone? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? It's time for Salem Surround. Let us handle everything and get your message seen and heard. Let's turn up the volume on your business with Salem Surround. For more information, go to surroundnewyork.com. That's surroundnewyork.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. I'm here with my co-host, H. Lawrence and we're talking about people moving, some people moving to Texas, some people moving to Florida, and a lot of that, I believe, has to do with taxes. So hopefully New York wakes up, number one, I forgot, maybe four or five years ago, they cut off the maximum taxes. You could write off on property taxes, which really hurt the suburbs, uh, all suburbs, Westchester, Long Island, Connecticut, because their taxes are relatively high, and they can't write them off. And you can only tax a city so much. Okay. And a lot of people 
really le- are, are, that I see, and maybe, you know, everyone's experience is different, are not so much leaving because they don't want to be in New York. Uh, they're getting children's taxes, and they're finding they can, you know, and now with the pandemic and where people can kind of work all over, you don't have to necessarily be in New York all the time. You can, you can kind of come once a month. People are, you know, pretty much working from home and going to their offices once every once in a while. It's changed the whole way the world works and the whole way the job market works. So I think that's one of the reasons. So my message to New York is we're great. We love you, but you got to get a little more competitive, don't you think? Oh, oh Alfred. Yeah, just, just, yeah, just Good morning, just a little, Alfred Brenner. Hi, Alfred. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Dottie. Alfred, How are you? You've chosen yeah. just at the right time because Alfred is one of the most knowledgeable real estate people that I know in Manhattan. He's been in for a lifetime, even though he looks like he's only 35. Okay? Oh. And <laughs> he is property. He comes from a real estate family. Besides, it's his profession. His whole family has loved real estate. They have real estate all over, including Italy. And, Alfred, we were in the middle of my home with Ace, and we're talking about, um, here, these were two big, big articles that I read. One was in the Post that says, high, high prices, rates, signs of housing slowdown. And the other one says, housing headed to the seller, okay? And the U.S. housing market could be on the verge of a meltdown. An economist warned this week. However, Alfred, in another article that I uh, researched, Manhattan apartments have never been more expensive. Um, you know, the, the median prices of co-ops and condos were a million two five, and it's up ten percent or more. And uh, their luxuries up. Everything is up, up, up. What are you seeing? Because. We were talking prior to getting on the line about, you know, some people moving to Texas, some people, Miami's trying to say, oh, we're going to be in New York City. And I think Miami's great, but I don't think it's going to take over New York City. What's your feeling about pricing? What's your feeling about what's going on? What's your feeling about the New York tri-state market? Wow, that's a big question, Dottie. Is that a big question? Well, listen, there's no guarantee you... Oh, no. You are welcome every single week because there's no one better than you. Um, And listen, people, you know, I tell everyone, real estate's the universal language. Everyone wants to know about it. So what do you see going on? What I see going on is that many, many people across the country and probably really throughout the world want to move. They either want to acquire additional real estate or change their present real estate. They want to increase space, decrease space, take on additional residences. And this movement is very hard to slow down. So as a result, um, you know, the interest rates are raised to try and slow people down from purchasing real estate and everything else for that matter, whether it's beds, linens, anything for that matter. Yeah, inflation. So they want to curb can, inflation. Right. They want to slow down the inflation, and buying real estate is part of that. So they're making it so hard for everyone by raising the interest rates. The mortgages have gone up, even though they're still low compared to what they were many years ago. 
people still buy based on what it costs them on a monthly basis, not so much the rate. However, there are still to want to and choose to buy real estate and move their lives forward, that the only thing that's going to happen here is they may slow people down, right? Then in that slow period, we build up and up demand. And as soon as things stabilize, which they will, and they always do, out of the gate and start buying more real estate. That means every buyer is now competing with the next buyer. And as a result of that, sellers can take advantage of that competition and raise their prices. So maybe there could be a bit of a dip right now because someone needs to sell, has to sell, and is willing to take a little bit less than they thought they would have gotten compared to, let's say, a year ago. And that's where the little dip is. But the climbs are so much greater than the dips, Dottie. But if you can take advantage right now of a dip, then buy right now because we're going to come out of this and prices are going to go up again. And we're going to have, as I said, that built up, pent up demand like we just came out of going to happen again. Not everyone is done with changing their lives and moving their lives forward. True. Now, Zandy says that uh, investors are going to the sidelines, and when they say the sidelines, they'll always look for a deal. I mean, if there's a deal, they're not just out of the market. Demand is really weakening. Now, again, when you read words from the paper, you have to understand where they're coming from. Yes, demand is weakening. From what? We had like a crazy maniac market the last year or two, okay, where there were bidding wars. You couldn't even get a deal in if you didn't have all cash. So they're weakening from some of the highest years that we've ever had. So it's still a strong market. It's just weaker than it was during the pandemic when everybody was moving. Well, um, in Manhattan, says, Dottie, it, it's, uh, I'm sorry, but it, it's, we're still equal to 2019. That's exactly. not a weak market. <laughs> No, but the papers don't make it sound that way, and that's what I'm pointing out. Um, He said, uh, you know, house prices have peaked with declines likely to follow later this year or early next year as sellers acknowledge the reality of their asking prices have become unaffordable. Now, everything is supply and demand. So in the pandemic, let's say 2021 in particular, when there was no inventory, none, zero, and there was millions of buyers, well, obviously, it raised demand. I think you have a healthy housing market, and interest rates are still, as you said, and Ace said, if you look at historically, this, they're not really that high. I mean, we all bought when they were much higher. They're kind of, you know, an average. I mean, they're not. And... You don't have to have 20% down. And actually, for a buyer, you might find that your seller might have a little bit more flexibility. During 21, I remember all cash, no all cash, you're out. Okay? I mean, it was that crazy. So, um, but it's not a bad market. It's a healthy market. It's actually much healthier than it was. That's what I said. Um, now, as far as what we were talking about with Ace before you got on this, on, on, on the show, um, he was talking about, I think, Texas and I think Miami 
and that people are going there. And, of course, people with pandemic now are able to move all over because of remote working and of, of different things. So the whole world is going to change in that manner. But do you think that New York has to lay off a little, you know, kind of ease off a little bit on their taxes? Well, that that only affects a small portion of the population. And what I had read was the people most affected were those with a gross income of over $750,000 who can then take advantage of having multiple residences. But for the most part, people that work in Manhattan, people that have families in Manhattan, want to and need to live in Manhattan. And I'm not sure if I mentioned to the, this to you the last time I was on your show, but I was talking to one of my top brokers. And she sold three properties on uh, Park Avenue. I asked, who, who bought those properties? Because I'm always interested in the profile right. of the buyer. For that. What's their motivation? They were all baby boomers who have children that live in Manhattan and grandchildren. And they're going to use these properties as pied because they now want to make sure that they spend more time with their kids and grandchildren. They're not selling their house in the suburbs. But they're going to come in a couple of nights a week, spend time with the family, and they go back to their house. So this is becoming – I'm seeing this more and more. People are taking on multiple residences. People don't want to stop living, Dottie. And if they can make it happen, they're going to make it happen. Well, true. And um, hopefully we'll talk to Paul Brennan on the second half of the show about that. Because people have – you know, during the pandemic, you really couldn't do anything. So people – were forced to save money since you didn't have to pay anything. They couldn't throw you out. People got checks. And uh, you couldn't buy clothes. I mean, we're, you know, like sweatpants is what we all lived in. I mean, nobody bought clothes because there was nowhere to go. Okay. And for a lot of months, there was no restaurants to go to, so you had to kind of eat at home every day. Uh, so people ended up really saving money because of the pandemic, in a sense. And so... Now, okay, people want to get out, and they want to move, and they want to go. And, of course, not everyone can afford a second home. But I was telling Ace in the beginning of the show, we're talking about if you bought a home pretty much anywhere in the last two or three years, you probably have equity already. And usually you don't have equity at home in a year or two. But if you bought a home two two or three years ago, you have equity in it already. And so many people that have bought homes years ago have tons of equity in their home. And what are they doing with it? You can sit on it, you know, and do nothing with it. And maybe if you're a certain age and you're ready to retire, you don't want to take on any more things. But if you're, you know, at a point where you're still working and things of that nature and you have a lot of equity in your home, I'm not a financial, I mean, I am a financial planner, but I don't know, I'm not going to give general advice. But I think you should talk to your accountants and see if they think that you should maybe buy a second property or do something with that money. Because when you're sitting on equity, the house or the, or the apartment's going to go up the same amount as if, you know, whether you use the equity or not. And I'm not saying that you should gamble it in Vegas or that you should use all your equity. But people are sitting on a lot of equity these days, don't you think? Exactly, exactly, Dot. Point. 
And that is that whether you keep the equity in the property or take the equity out, the value of your property continues to rise at the same rate. It has no bearing on the value of that property. So if you're in a position to do so and take the equity out, as you said, talk to a financial advisor or your accountant, and you buy a second home for yourself or you buy an investment home um, or a resort-type home, you now have the ability to have multiple residences without having to sell your your primary residence. And so are looking at that as an opportunity as well. Or you buy you buy a house in in the suburbs where you can rent it out or do a summer rental. There's all kinds of opportunities. You know, I wanted to go back to um, pent up demand in in New York City, and and this is happening in many cities. The rental market in in New York City is insane, and what I mean by that is that the average rent now is over five thousand dollars a month for an I apartment. Know. The median, the median number of days on the market, Dottie, from the moment you put it on the market to the moment the, the lease is signed is three days. Three. One year ago, it was 17 days, which is still a very an exceptionally strong market. It's yes. three days right now. There are no pro- – there's basically no properties. And all of these people that are renting these properties – are going to get a little tired of paying such high rents if they plan on living in that location for a long time, and they're going to switch over to buy because that $5,000 apartment buys you a very large mortgage. So they're going to invest. And and one of the reasons why we have so many people um, buy, uh, renting apartments in the city is because not because of their jobs, they want to live in Manhattan for the quality of the lifestyle. They'll work remote. They'll work out of their apartments, but they want to live in the exciting city of the world. So, Well, you know what I see, know, Alfred, maybe, you know, and this is my opinion, I kind of almost see a rebirth. Like, for a while, the city was getting, in my, and I, I guess I didn't really say this, or I might have, but, like, for a while, I felt, gee, I might as well be on Long Island in the suburbs. Every store that's opening is exactly the same. And I remember when I was young, New York City was very eclectic. I see a rebirth of all young kids coming back to the city. And it's becoming young and vibrant. And, yes, we did have a lot of casualties, and that was unfortunate that a lot of places went out. But so many more are coming in, okay, so new and everything. Ace, um... I miss you, and um, I guess we'll be talking about next week. We didn't quite finish, but we'll continue. And we have to talk about our 40-year mortgages next week. Um, We'll be right back with um, Alfred Brennan, who specializes in the New York area. And Paul Brennan will be on to talk about the Hampton, North Fork, and Long Island. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after the 11 o'clock news. Ion Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank NA. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.